0: Have you heard of the 60-40 portfolio? Putting 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds could help investors hedge against losses in either asset class. But with 2022 being a bad year for both stocks and bonds, should investors continue to rebalance their 60-40 portfolio allocation? I'm Fungi from Bond Supermart. Welcome to another episode of our podcast series where we share with you about newborn issues and core discussions on the fixed income market. So today we are pleased to have Shashi from Dollars and Cents with us where we discuss more on the 60-40 portfolio. So welcome to our show. Could you briefly introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah.
1: Thanks for inviting me on your show, Fungi. I'm a writer with Dollars and Cents and we cover personal finance topics to help Singaporeans make better financial decisions. And I also have to admit, I've made my fair share of uh, mistakes when investing in bonds over the last decade, which has served as inspiration for some of my articles.
0: Mm, Okay, thank you very much for joining us. It's our pleasure. So as an introduction, a balanced portfolio strategy combines asset classes in a portfolio to hopefully balance risk and return. Um, Could you share a little bit more about this strategy? So what is it all about?
1: Yeah, sure. So, a balanced portfolio strategy is meant to have a moderate risk and return by taking advantage of the best of both worlds, right? Mm. The higher growth potential of stocks and the capital protection of bonds. Mm. The idea here is that you may not want to have a portfolio that's concentrated um, entirely on stocks alone, as even though they may have the potential for high returns, they also come with high volatility and risk. So, Mm. you're not going to be sleeping. Very (laughs) soundly, right? At times, right? When the market comes down. So on the other hand, you do not want to have a portfolio that's also entirely composed of bonds, right? Because even though they have a low volatility and risk, uh, their returns are much lower than, you know, what's typically you could get for stocks. Mm. So they may not be a good hedge uh, in times of high inflation like what we are currently experiencing. So to have the best of both worlds, you want to incorporate both stocks and bonds to your portfolio to achieve a balanced risk and return.
0: Right. I think that's why people say don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's yes. true. So a quick check. So is the balanced portfolio strategy essentially the 60-40 portfolio?
1: Um, yeah, I would say it is. The 60-40 portfolio is a variation of their balanced portfolio strategy, right? Mm. So typically, the mix of investments in a balanced portfolio changes based on an investor's time horizon Willingness to take on risk and financial goals. Mm. It can be uh, equally rated, meaning 50 50, Mm. or it could have a slight tilt towards one asset class, such as 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds. Mm. So, another way or rule of thumb that investors can use to guide their asset allocation is by their age.
0: Okay. Right?
1: So, one method to use the rule of
0: 110.
1: Okay. So, using that rule, your allocation to stocks will be equal to 110 minus your age. Mm. So for example, uh, if taking myself as an example, Mm. I'm 35, right? So if I want to invest in uh, the 60-40 portfolio, I would take um, 110 minus 35, which will be 75% allocation to equities Mm. and the remaining 25% will be to bonds. Similarly, if you are 60 years old, you want to allocate 50% to stocks and 50% to bonds. Okay. So naturally, as we get older, we want to take on less risk and prioritize more on capital protection, right? Mm. Which is why the allocation shifts towards bond in our later years.
0: Understand. Okay, so now we know how to allocate our portfolio, then let's go to understand um, what's the rationale behind why are people recommending this strategy?
1: Right, it's... Yeah, there there is a case for this, uh, because, uh, typically investors are more prone to investing in stocks, right? Because of mm. the potentially high returns that it can generate, uh, including you know some might be pinning their hopes, you know, for one of them to turn into a multi-bagger, right? Mm. That's the dream, right? Uh, bonds on the other hand are perceived to be more safe and boring assets because they don't really give you that kind of returns. Unfortunately. (laughs) So most of them, uh, most investors would tend to avoid this asset class, Mm. right? Uh, But for investors who want to grow their portfolio consistently over time and who are also more risk-averse to like taking like those large uh, drawdowns, right? With our all-stocks portfolio, uh, the 60-40 portfolio would be uh, a good consideration because it helps them to achieve a more balanced returns. Right? So, even though there's an allocation to stocks, the bonds here will act as diversifiers, especially in times of slowing economic growth or mm. recession. Right. Mm-hmm. So the theory here is that when stocks experience a sell-off, the bond prices, uh, bond prices tend to appreciate due to the higher demand from investors who seek safety and stable returns. At the same time, during times of recession, you may see the Federal Reserve uh, cutting down the interest rates, Mm. right? And with the relationship between um, bond prices and yields, right? When interest rates cut, the yields will drop and bond prices will go up. So the gains from the bonds will help to offset some of the losses from the stocks, Mm. thereby limiting the portfolios uh, drawdown in times of uh, huge market volatility. Mm. Okay,
0: I see. So... Um, data has shown that between 1977 and 2021, the sixty forty mix resulted in an attractive annual equivalent rate AR of 11.86% for stocks and 6.92% for bonds. So I wanted to ask, could you share further on um, how the performance of the 60-40 portfolio has been over the years compared to other portfolios, say for example, 1% invest like 100% in stocks or 100% in bonds?
1: Right. Um, we have done this article on our website. Mm. So I'm going to share that findings uh, here. Sure. Right. So uh, for a 100% US stocks portfolio, uh, just last year alone, mm. uh, it, it uh, dropped by uh, 20%. Right. And the max drawdown is uh, a negative 25%. Whereas for a 100% US treasury bond portfolio, you would have lost about 15% last year. Mm. with the max drawdown around 17%. Uh, whereas for the 60-40 portfolio, the loss was around 18%, mm. and the max drawdown was 21%. So from here, we can see that you are getting the mix, uh, uh, the middle range right, mm. of the uh, negative returns. So all asset classes drop for stocks and bonds, mm. but for the 60-40 portfolio, you are in the middle, right? You're yeah. not the most you're not the worst off or you're not the least as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So we looked at the 10-year past record and we found that, okay, the 60-40 portfolio uh, gave, generated about uh, 8% returns, annualized returns, with a mixed drawdown of 21%. Whereas for a 100% US stock portfolio, you would have generated a higher return of about 12% mm.
0: uh,
1: with the mixed drawdown around uh, 25%. Okay. Uh, whereas for the US... 100% treasury portfolio, you, your return would have only been around 0.6% annualized mm, return. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the uh, drawdown is also pretty high of uh, minus 20%, mm, right? Mm. Uh, so, we can uh, identify that yes, with a 100% stocks portfolio, your returns uh, over a period of time might be higher than a mm-hmm. 60-40 portfolio, right? Yes. But, what investors should uh, look at is um. The drawdown, right? Mm. Yeah. So even though the return is um, slightly higher, the drawdown is also slightly higher or more than the 60 uh, 40 portfolio.
0: Correct.
1: Yeah. So looking at the 22 year performance, right? We, so that's the our last comparison yep. over a long, much longer period. Mm-hmm. And here we saw that uh, both the 60 40 portfolio and the US 100% portfolio both generated around 6% analyzed return. Whereas the difference here is the max drawdown for the 60-40 portfolio is only 26%. Whereas for the 100% US stocks portfolio, it is around 50%. So Mm. it's twice more, right? right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's about weighing your return and also the drawdown that you have yeah mm. okay, so continuing from the question earlier right the a r mm. took took a deep when twenty twenty two was added into the mix, so I wanted to ask what's the reason um why i guess the sixty forty portfolio wasn't mm, wasn't up to expectations mm. for last year yeah so
1: uh as I shared earlier, we experienced a very high inflation environment last year mm. right uh so it was negative um, uh, for both the stocks and bonds yeah right and and the fact that uh, we started from a very low base of 0% last year mm. um, and then the central banks raised it up seven times mm. uh, to 425 to 4.5%, mm. uh, this had a very detrimental effect on the bond prices because mm. with higher interest rates, the yields went up mm. and the bond prices fell consequently, right? Yep. Uh, so that was the reason where you know, both the stocks were affected and the bond prices were affected taking that negative um, correlation Mm. out of the equation, right? But um, if you look back at the history, right, uh, since 1929, uh, we can see that this is not a one-off. There has been three other times or occurrences where both the bond prices and stocks fell, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, The first happened in 1931 due to a currency crisis and Britain abandoned its gold standard, Mm-hmm. Uh, second happened in 1941, when the US entered the Second World War. And lastly, it happened in 1969 to 1970, uh, which was somewhat similar to what we are currently experiencing right now, okay. uh, with a period of uh, loose monetary policy, uh, generous physical stimulus, and uh, high and, uh, energy supply disruptions that mm-hmm. you know, sparked a decade of um, higher inflation. Mm. So similarly, uh, the Fed back then entered into a inflation fighting mode by raising the interest rates rapidly, mm. and that move uh, eventually led to an economic recession and a period of negative returns for both the bonds and stocks. So um, even though bonds uh, and we were only able to get uh, uh, and bonds were only able to provide a hedge for equities once the Fed had tamed inflation. So, even though bonds uh, can be a reliable diversifier, when the economic growth is slowing, mm. uh, we should uh, take note that it may not be necessarily so when um, the inflation is increasing.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for sharing. It's like a quick history class. <laughs> Okay. So while 2022 might not be, you know, I guess up to expectations, um, it was reported earlier this year that AQR Capital Management, they revised their expectations of a 60-40 portfolio performance upwards, where such an allocation can potentially see a gain after inflation of about 3% over a five to 10 year horizon. So I wanted to ask, um, <laughs> how do you think like a 60-40 portfolio performance would be in the years ahead?
1: Okay, I mean, I do not have a crystal ball, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but assuming the Fed um, achieves its target of its its long term target of two percent, mm. and then um, we add that additional gain of three percent, so that makes up around five percent uh, return, right? Yeah. So. Um, and though I'm putting a caveat here again, uh, past performance may not be indicative of future results.
0: Important disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So the 60-40 portfolio based on our back test mm. generated around 6%, right? For mm. over a 20-year period. So I still believe that, yeah, over a longer period, the returns would be around this range. Mm. will still continue to be around this range.
0: Okay, okay, I see. Okay, now to a quite a cru- crucial question. Okay. <laughs> do you have any do you have any tips for investors on how they can choose the right bonds to improve their 60/40 portfolio allocation?
1: Okay. Um well, I am not a financial advisor, so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> no tips or advice from me. Okay. Uh, but I would suggest uh local investors can start building their 60/40 portfolio by looking at the broad ETFs. Okay. Right. So some Examples of stock ETFs are definitely our straight time index uh, or the popular Vanguard 500 uh, index fund Mm. or the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, right? Uh, Similarly, for the uh, bond ETFs, uh, investors could consider uh, our Singapore Bond Index Fund or the iShares Core US Aggregate Bond ETF, which is Mm. quite a popular one, or the iShares Twenty plus-year treasury bond ETF, Mm. right? So, for bond investments alone, right, because the returns may not be as high, uh, investors can also um, consider investing directly in high-quality investment-grade individual bonds, right? Uh, This could, you know, um, be able to achieve a better or higher returns than what the ETFs could give. Mm. Um, And, you know, Uh, investors could definitely use bond supermarkets, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, tools to search for uh, high quality bonds uh, or, you know, whatever specific yields that they are uh, intending to achieve.
0: Yeah, thank you for adding that plug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, thanks for sharing the examples also. But of course, it's up to investors to assess based on their own risk tolerance, etc. to make the decision like how they want to allocate their portfolio, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, so as we approach the end, any last word for investors out there who are keen to get started on the balanced portfolio strategy?
1: Yeah, so I think you mentioned a very important point, right? So it's important for investors to know their investment objective their time horizon and their risk appetite. Mm. Right? That is the fundamental of any strategy that they uh, want to build upon. So the second uh, point is that the uh, 60-40 portfolio is a long-term strategy. Mm. right? Um, and it helps to generate a decent rate of return over the long term by mitigating uh, some of the volatility risk. So that's the intent or the purpose of that portfolio. Mm. So uh, while... Uh, you know, you might have uh, certain negative fears, right? Uh, investors should not, you know, just uh, find that as a as a as a negative point and and quit that investment strategy, right? Yep. So they should just uh, continue investing and uh, believe in that uh, strategy over the longer term rather than mm. taking that one year performance as the indicative.
0: Okay, so I guess you have to have a longer term approach to this.
1: Yes. <laughs> All definitely. right.
0: Thank you very much. So, this episode was brought to you by Bond Supermart. I'm Feng Yi, and our guest speaker with us today is Shashi from Dollars and Cents. Follow Bond Supermart on Twitter, Facebook, and Telegram to get first hand updates on newborn issues, credit updates, and special events. For Bond information and article, follow our website, bondsupermart.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.